0: Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Remember, we have a new thing for Back for
1: Seconds.
2: Yes, Back for Seconds, if you don't know, It's the perfect accoutrement to the show, and there's a new way to subscribe. If you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, you don't need to do anything. It'll update automatically. But if you're on Spotify or any other app, go to subscribe.betches.com, and it's all right there. Best time to do it now. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. But I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir.
1: I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, choose like you'd have a secret. We're
2: here to amuse
1: your bouche. Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Remy.
2: And I'm Emily. And today we have a very exciting
1: class smasher pass for you Mm -hmm. and a dear DST. Yes. This class smasher pass I have been lobbying for a while because this is one of my, I would say, non-workout workouts that I really enjoy and turned out to be a massive workout. Um, We went to Trapeze School, New York.
2: Yes. Yes. Flying trapeze. Yes. Um <laughs> I don't I don't know if there is another kind, but right.
0: I don't right? know. They
2: call they call it flying trapeze, but is there a non-flying trapeze? I guess I don't no. know. Um but it sounds way cooler when you include the flight. I had never done it before.
1: Mm-hmm. You had done it once before. I'd done it a few times before because when I was younger um, my mom used to like to take us to club meds. They're all inclusive. They're fun. It's easy to take care of a bunch of kids because they've got so many activities. One of those activities is the trapeze. And so anytime we would go to a club med we as a family were trapezing. So you would all do it. Yeah. Do you remember the first
2: time you did it if you were scared? I don't I I think I was so young.
1: Yeah, here's the thing. You were like 14. You said. I think the first time I did it, I might have been 11.
2: Oh wow. Okay. But
1: I think the last time I did it, I was like 14.
2: We were talking about this at the class because when you're that young, because there were other, um, there were other people there when we went, Mm -hmm. and a couple of them had their kids with them. Yeah. And I was saying to them like, Wow, she doesn't get scared. She didn't get scared as a six year old going on this. Mm -hmm. And then I remembered. I used to just fling my body off of things. Like yeah. when you're young, you have no sense of like, this could kill me. Right. You just think you're invincible. So there were a lot of things that I did that I was not scared of at all. Right. That now it, I would take a giant pause before yeah. doing. Yeah. Like uh, cliff jumping, for example, I, or jumping off
1: bridges. You would do that as a kid?
2: Yeah. And I listen, I'll still do it, uh-huh. but I get scared before and I never used did to. Did you ever jump off a Bridge. I've jumped off some bridges in my time. As a child? Yeah, but you know, bridges that other people were also jumping off of. Not, you know. That that old thing. (laughs) Yeah, you know. (laughs) You know, like a walking bridge that people jump off of. Mm -hmm. You
1: know, beach towns. It's a common thing. Okay. And you were never scared.
2: Not like the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I, I understand that, and I told you I used to be so much more fearless when it came to like like I'm scared to ski now, but one time when I was little, like I got on a lift by myself and I did like a double black, and it, it like it was nothing to me, insane because I was just so little yeah and so low to the ground, um and for that reason I'm happy that I had done trapeze before because it kind of took. little of the fear off me but it was your first time how did you feel
2: (laughs) I was petrified yeah I was petrified and I told you before going like I'm 100% gonna do this because I'm not I'm not gonna chicken out Mm -hmm. but that initial it's not the it's not being high up it's not that I'm actually really not that scared of heights Mm -hmm. climbing up that ladder
1: did not scare me. Re- okay, so the latter is the scariest part for me. Yeah, you kept saying that, and I was so confused. I hate... It's like being online for a roller coaster, but, like, you hit your knees every step up. You know, uh-huh. like, I kept hurting myself, and I was, like, having this suspense, and I was just like, oh, my God, get me to the top.
2: Right. Yeah, it's always the anticipation before. Yeah. That's, that's difficult. So for me, my fear is not of heights. Mm-hmm. My fear is... Falling to my death. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's a lifelong fear. When I went to summer camp, actually, I used to love doing the ropes course. Mm-hmm. And I, I told you this, I did it every single day. Yeah. But there was this one um, activity that they had, which was called slap the chicken. Mm-hmm. And basically, you would climb to the top of this really tall pole, like 20 or 30 feet in the air. And then you would stand on the top of the pole, wearing a harness, of course. Mm-hmm. And they would have a rubber chicken hanging in the air and you had to jump off the pole and try to slap it. Mm -hmm. I could never do it because
1: that... This is why you didn't want a chicken out.
2: Ah, very nice.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, this was my slap the chicken redemption is what it was. Yeah, Because it is that that feeling right before you're going to fall that just terrifies me. So um, for those of you who have not done trapeze, when you do it, the way that you get onto the bar mm-hmm. is you reach out with your hand and you're on the very edge of this platform. Yeah. You reach out with your hand, you grab the bar, and then you're wearing um, a harness around your waist and somebody grabs onto the back of your harness and supports your entire weight.
1: Shout out to Ross.
2: Shout out to Ross. Ross was offering me some emotional support that I needed I in this moment. I heard that up there, yeah.
1: Woo! yeah.
2: You have to completely trust this yeah. person. Yeah. In this case, it was Ross to hold you up entirely with one hand while you reach your other arm and your body is just suspended in the air. Mm-hmm. And there's no telling, you know, if I slipped, what would happen? Mm-hmm. OK, so that initial that that first round that I went up and and tried to swing on the bar. I really didn't think I could do it yeah. like I just felt like I was going to die. I really did. Um, So our coach actually had to come up and stand next to me. Shout out to Hal. Shout out to Hal. (laughs) Hal was a sky dancer. Yeah. If I ever saw one. He did this maneuver with me. So rather than just reaching for the bar Mm -hmm. and just allowing myself to be held, Mm -hmm. He let me put my hand on his shoulder and then he said, walk your hand across my chest Mm -hmm. and up my other arm. And he held the bar. So Ah. I was basically like, like inching toward the bar. Yeah. But his arm was supporting me the whole time. So it wasn't like a blind reach.
1: Did you also notice that at one point? I don't know if this is true, but it looked like he kicked you off. Did you feel yes, that?
2: Wait a second. I didn't feel it, but I saw it when I played the back video. the video. Yeah. yeah. Because I think I wasn't getting enough air. Uh-huh. You have to jump off. And but you jump you have to jump straight into the air. They call it a pencil jump, mm-hmm. just like you do into a pool. Mm-hmm. Um and I kept not getting enough air. So he kept saying, No, don't don't jump out. Jump jump up. Yeah. And I just didn't know the difference, I guess.
1: You get a lot of on-the-ground training, too. I think anybody needs to hear this if they've not done it for the first time. Like, they're not just sending you up the ladder and being like, this is what you do. Like, there was a lot of floor work. We -hmm. had to practice our pencil jumps. We had to practice our arm position. We had to practice how we would be hanging. There was something called, like, banana pose, which is when, like, you kind of, like, arch your back and, like, you put your toes back and that's for like when you're swinging yeah all of these things we had to practice at one point um we even had to practice putting on our own belays uh because if you're unexperienced they want you covered the entire time and taken care of so even when we were going up the ladder which this they never did this at club med oh. you used to have to free climb the ladder oh really yeah um which And it was a tiny ladder at I Club smell Met. a lawsuit. <laughs> it might be different now. Um, but it was so little. And it used to, you could only do one hand, one hand, one foot, one foot. Um, our ladder was a little wider, which gave See, me a little so, bit of solace.
2: That's funny because it really wasn't wide.
1: It was much wider than the other ladder. Oh,
2: okay. So that must
1: have been like. Like double. Like, wow. Yeah. Okay. And we got clipped in for that too. So mm-hmm. you got to put on your own harness and stuff. It felt like kind of. taking care of myself and my safety. Um, But yeah, then you would get up to the platform, again, have to reach out, put all of your faith in Ross. And then there was the hip and you have to pencil jump and then do a swing. And what they wanted us to do too was put our legs up uh, to do a knee hang. An upside down hang. An upside down knee hang while swinging uh, with the intention of getting caught by a person eventually, right. and you guys might have seen this in uh, *Sex and the City*. Carrie Bradshaw actually goes to this exact same place. Um, she is doing a story on being a catch, uh, and so of course she goes to the trapeze place. It's actually pretty
2: dumb now that we're talking about it. Like
1: what the episode?
2: I don't know. It just it
1: has nothing to do with being a catch. I, so here's the <laughs> thing: that episode used to piss me off for other reasons, because Carrie just didn't do the catch. Yes. So we were debating this, because I actually didn't remember how that episode
2: ended. I thought that at the end she went back and she actually conquered her fear no, and did the catch. No, she went back and failed. Yeah, but then I, I did remember, it all came back to me very suddenly. She goes back and she just decides, "Welp, I'm not a catch.
1: Right. I'm not gonna get
2: caught. Right. Which, spoiler alert, is exactly what I did.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> Well, it, it, yes, and the here's the difference. So I was very disappointed in Carrie the entire time I would watch that episode because I had done a catch, you know, as a as a young child watching that episode. I was like, come on, man, it's not that you hard. You could do it. You're already hanging by your knees. Like, mm-hmm. just reach out and let the guy catch you. With you, I was not mad at you for not making your catch because you, you did so not much. go there to do the catch. No,
2: I didn't. I actually didn't even you know that. You
1: to just jump off.
2: Yeah. Like I didn't even know there was going to be a catch. Right. I was proud of myself. I was proud of myself by what I was able to do. But I always find with these types of classes that are like or um, activities that are high adrenaline, Mm -hmm. these types of things, you do more than you thought you could do. But for me, at least in the hours that follow, like after I leave, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I could have done more. You should have done it. I could have, I I always do. But you have to put yourself in the position of somebody
1: who's 30 feet in the air. Mm -hmm. You're reaching out into space. Wait, wait, wait. Not just 30 feet in the air. This is the thing that freaked me out. So I've already done trapeze before, but I've never done it at Chelsea Pier Mm -hmm. on the top of a building. It was on the roof. Trapeze School New York is on the roof. So like, (laughs) we were 130 feet in the air. You could not be more high. (laughs) It was, so high.
2: It was really gorgeous, actually, mm-hmm. on the top of the roof. But I will say being on top of the roof, it's not like you're looking down and you see the street below you. No. So don't it,
3: let that no. scare it, you. It
1: just hyped me up once I saw on the, you know, on the elevator thing that it was like, oh, you're going to the roof. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> we're already going up so high. Yep. But what happened to me during this is I was initially very worried that, you know, my body has changed a lot since i was 14 like hal joked that that was two years ago it was not uh it's it's more than half of my life ago yeah um so i was really nervous that you know i wouldn't be able to do it i wouldn't even be able to support myself like just like hanging like oh right um, i knew you could do it though thank you i, I just I had a lot of faith in you. my hand i thought it was not grippy enough i'm not strong enough i weigh more now like things are going to be different well two
2: points i have Um, In relation to that one, you launched into it so quickly, (laughs) like you didn't hesitate at all. And I I imagine you were
1: scared. So I had to be the big sister. This is literally what I would do at the fucking doctor's office if it was time for shots. Uh. I would roll up my sleeve and I go, Charlotte, look, it's fun. (laughs) Look at me taking, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And so again, I'm acting, I'm lying to but make somebody comfortable. But you know
2: what? Everyone needs a friend there who can do that for them. Mm-hmm. Like if one person's being a chicken, the other person has to be the brave one. You can't have two chickens in the in the group in the coop in the coop. <laughs> but, <laughs> but. The way that you launched into it so quickly, I I was imagining that must have been because you knew that you were safe from having done it before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, there's a net there. No, you know, and like, I can see the net too. But I, I do think there is a muscle memory component for of sure. like, I know that this I will is be the okay. hardest part and yeah. I'll be okay. Yeah. So that was really impressive to me. But there was, um, I think this was on your second go around. Yeah. You launched into it and then immediately I hear, ow! Yeah. (laughs) And I thought you had a slip disc or Mm -hmm. you popped a hip
1: out. Like, I didn't know what happened. Okay, so a lot happened in that (laughs) ow. What I will say is eat like you would for any other workout. Like, don't... Be silly I decided to have some chips and salsa which is so acidic <laughs> what are you doing also we were wearing a harness that was very tight around our waist yeah so already not good on the tummy and what was going on when I said ow was I had hooked my legs to do the knee hang and then I let my arms go too quickly I kind of like like threw my hands back instead of just oh. letting them hang back sure and it tweaked my stomach like I immediately felt sick but also I hit the wrong place um you're supposed to put put your knee hang right
3: in the, the leg crux pit
1: of your knee your yeah, leg pit right or whatever in the leg pit I slammed my calf down on the thing
2: oh. and
1: got an immediate Charlie horse. Like my it like shot up my whole leg. You still did a backflip. I the still way. did a backflip afterwards. Just so everybody
2: knows, she still
1: did a back tuck off the bar because I wanted to. It was, I was beautiful.
2: <laughs> it was gorgeous, and I couldn't do it. And I will be kicking myself until the end
1: of time. You Can always try again. Um, yeah, but yeah. So I I dismounted. I came down and. Anna, who is the person who is pulling the rope. So your your carabiners, they're attached to the contraption, but they're also attached to this rope that the person who's calling all of your things is holding. So it takes a little pressure off of if your grip is strong enough. Like Anna is half holding us up there. She, yes. With the rope. Yeah, she was
2: supporting, well, not supporting us, but partially supporting us. Partially supporting us,
1: Yeah. And so she, once I got down, she was like, what, like, are you okay? Like, do you want to stop doing this or whatever? And this was where we were like, am I in pain? Like, did I fuck myself up or am I just like a little sore right now? And so what Hal did was he brought out the foam roller and like the rolling ball. And he's like, see if you can just roll through your calf and stuff and like make it like, if it can become less painful, then it's like, it was just sore. You didn't like actually like tweak it or if you did tweak it it's something that could be like undone in this moment
2: well quite often you'll just tense up your muscle yeah and then it's just
1: you need to be able to relax your muscle for it to feel better so yeah and Anna was like how are you feeling and like initially I was like I'm not doing this again
2: Mm -hmm. which I would have 100% respected
1: yeah and then she was just like I think you could though like, I think if you keep rolling it out and whatever, like, you should just try and get up there again. Take your turn again or whatever. And I was like, yeah, when else am I going to be back here and able to do this? And uh, so I got up again. Yeah. If not now, when? Yeah. Um, and I'm happy I did it because I I love doing a catch. There's nothing like, like having your little arms out in the middle of the sky. Right. Just out in space. And then there's somebody... Who's there? It was Hal, who was our catcher, being like, "Grab me!" I, I I loved it. Prince Charming, yeah, just there to catch you when you no, fall. And the best thing about the catch is, did you see how he threw me off after? Yeah, it was amazing. It's un. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> it best was- feeling in the world is just getting thrown Through by the somebody. Air. Yeah, at forty feet, and then you fall down on this very soft like net slash mattress combo.
2: I've been talking about cheer a lot. This actually made me respect the cheerleaders Mm -hmm. so much more Mm -hmm. because they're not hooked in no granted they're they're not 30 feet in the air but they're
1: high they get thrown really fucking high they get thrown
2: really high and they're not wearing a harness they could fall and go splat at any point and
1: they just fucking do it splat is a different episode of sex in the city sorry
2: is it yeah it's called splat yeah new york is dead and she falls out the window oh i do know i know that episode um i've seen them all (laughs) but (laughs) But memorizing the episode titles is
3: another level. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try smalls. Malls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast
2: fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests. Pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This is what I took away from it. A lot of it really is a mental game and a lot of it is getting out of your own head and not thinking, just listening. Mm -hmm. And I find it very difficult to do that. I have listening skills, but I can't. Just if somebody tells me to do something, it's very hard for me to trust them and to just do it immediately.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to be willing to do that. Mm-hmm. It, you guys, if you're going to run off with the circus, you have <laughs> to, you have to in trapeze because the timing, like you, that's why you didn't get your catch. You yeah. were in position. The timing. But when she said, let your arms go, you weren't ready yet. Mm-hmm. So then by the time your arms were, you didn't have enough momentum to make it to him. Uh-huh. Um, and so, I hesitated, you know, it, yeah. it's
2: not even that I wasn't it's not even that I wasn't ready. I could have been ready. But if you hesitate for even a moment, you've missed the window. Right. So yeah, that's what happened. And and then I was like, you know what? This isn't gonna pan out today. Okay, we're not gonna do a catch. Mm -hmm. I still did more than I thought I could do when I was standing up
1: on that platform. The first time you were up there, I thought you were gonna come down because because you kept saying you kept saying i, kept saying, I can't do it i'm not it, gonna I do this do i'm that. not gonna do this i'm like <laughs> and every time you got me you got me ross ross, ross like you were so sc- and i kept calling i'd be like you're
2: you'll be fine yeah you'll well be Remy, fine. you know there is this other aspect to it that like i get really scared uh allowing people and trusting people to support my entire weight trust oh, my falls. god trust falls like that's not fun for me at all yeah because when I was in middle school, somebody dropped me in a trust fall exercise. And yeah, that's very traumatizing. That
1: made me not trust people. Honestly, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) And bring that 30 feet up in the air, and it's even worse. It
2: amplifies. Yeah. And it it sounds, I know that I sound so. Silly to people like, are you sure you can hold my weight? Of course he can. He does this all day, every day, mm-hmm. with adults, children, mm-hmm. people of all different sizes, men, women. I but in that moment, I really think he's going to drop me. So um, yeah, getting past that initial fear, being able to trust him, being able to to reach out and grab the bar and and hang upside down, mm-hmm. I, I felt good about myself. I'm glad. And um for me. This class was a hard smash. I would do it again. Oh, good. The the one thing that I didn't mention that does suck about this class, and I don't know if this is something that would go away if you did it more often. The bruising? Um, Yeah, I got bruising and I also... The backs of my knees from hanging on the bar it wasn't even bruised. It was like
1: raw. Well, so you wore an outfit that did not cover your legs. Oh yeah.
2: I was wearing shorts. That was a mistake.
1: Yeah. You guys, if you're going to do this and you plan to hang by your knees, one, wear full bodied like pants. Like I wore just like long spandex and you can wear a t-shirt. It doesn't matter with your arms. Yeah. Put the fucking chalk on your hands as well. I didn't put the chalk on initially because I was like, I'm not doing anything that that's that's that crazy yeah
2: I forgot the first time too my
1: hands got ripped up Yep. um yeah both of us are quite bruised after there was actually a mom that I was talking to who was doing crazy tricks and I was like showing her like my bruise is already forming and she was like oh my god once my OBGYN like asked if like something was going on because I was doing a trick that involved like a lot of like inner Pelvic leg stuff stuff yeah and she had to explain, like, no, we don't need to do any types of kits. This oh, is just God. like my new workout. um and i I just think it's so funny that we went from swinging like a banana to being bruised as a banana <laughs>
2: true we they they had a um we did the full banana life cycle, yeah, they had a chalkboard that said, "Be the banana, Be the banana that's what we did. Yeah, we became the banana. we became mm-hmm. the banana mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the three day old banana. but I I will also say, I didn't think that this would actually work my muscles at all, Mm -hmm. but in the hours that followed and then definitely the next day, the backs of my legs were quite sore. Right. It felt like
1: I had hiked or. It's not just bruising. It's literally my full body. I felt my back was sore, but not not in a way that I I did anything wrong in a way that I was like, oh, I think we're a little stronger. Like you engaged those muscles. We engaged also putting your legs up onto the bar takes a shit ton of core work.
2: Yeah. I didn't think of that actually. My right. abs
1: have been on fire the past like five days. Like I can't even cough without being like, ow,
2: Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> I, lo- I love that dormant pain. Give yeah. me some of that dorm yeah. pain. Um, um, yeah. For me, it's ma- it was mainly the back of my body and the ba- definitely the calves and hamstrings. Mm-hmm. So, if you're like, this sounds like a bullshit workout, it's not.
1: It's not. It's not.
2: You, you, will, feel, you will feel it the next day.
1: Yeah. Also, so this is for people who are, might be wondering, is there a weight limit for flying trapeze? Um, this is what they say on their website. They say, actually, it is more complicated than that. So be sure to examine all three factors, weight, body shape, and Grip. We are committed to working with people of all abilities, shapes, and sizes to experience the transformative power of flying trapeze and aerial arts. If flying trapeze isn't the right place for you to start, our staff will be happy to suggest other options to help you achieve your goal. So maybe that's like tumbling, or they had a trampoline as well that I yeah. think could accommodate more. But I kind of wanted to go on that trampoline. Looking at this structure, and I was just like, what could. What is the limit if there is a limit? Yeah. So, number one, they said weight. 205 pounds is what we call the weight hesitation. If you weigh more than that, then we have increasing concerns about safety. The higher above the 205 pound weight hesitation, the more important the other factors become. So, here are the other factors body shape. The distribution of your weight is important regardless of how much you weigh. If you are heavy around your middle and your waist is wider than your chest, then our safety belt might ride up and cannot effectively protect you. Uh, and I don't know if that includes an extender or something or if that is just straight up shape. It
2: sounds like like shape,
1: but... They say shape. I,
2: I will say my highest weight was about 200 pounds and out, my middle was wider than my mm-hmm. chest
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I can see what they mean like the the language in it is a little, tiny bit confusing but I can see what they mean because when you wear something around your middle if your chest is smaller it does kind of like creep ride up, creep up, up more yeah. yeah
1: which you don't want to do because Mm-mm. it can't protect you. Um, And then the third thing is grip, which is what I, again, was really nervous about. Another consideration is whether your hands can support your full body weight. If you cannot hang from a bar with your feet completely off the ground for at least 30 seconds, then you should not participate at this time. So if you have a bar that you can test this out on. Yeah, like like monkey bars, except I'm tall.
2: How do you lift lift up your legs? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, where can you find a bar that you can just hang, L- lift on. up your legs? Yeah, no, bend your bend your knees. Bend your knees.
1: <laughs> I don't love that it's 205 because that's so that, that's quite low. It's not like that it's heavy. very, um, it feels exclusive. Um, yeah, but I
2: mean, you know, so who's who's doing trapeze usually? Circus performers, and usually they're quite slim. Circus performers. It makes sense to me that above a certain weight, it, there might be safety concerns. Hesitations. Yeah.
1: Which is what they say. Yeah, but I, I think it's definitely worth trying or even going. Like, yeah, I can imagine it would be incredibly embarrassing if you show up and they tell you that you cannot do it.
2: Yeah, because I didn't know about this. I didn't look thoroughly on the website, and, and there was absolutely no waiver that I had to sign saying, That I weighed less than 205 or nobody ever mentioned. Is it an assessment
1: like visually when you get there? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like,
2: I wonder if they've ever turned anybody away. And if so, I feel really bad for whoever showed up and got turned away.
1: I don't know if I've told you this story, but my friend got turned away from a trampoline when we were like 14 because the weight limit was 125. Was it, it was just somebody's trampoline? No. W- where was it? At a circus or like at a carnival.
2: Oh, it was like a big trampoline that the yeah, kids that could like, like.
1: you get a harness and oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. oh,
2: like
1: at the. <laughs> no, it was I, very public. <laughs> I
2: really want to go to those, um, one of those trampoline places where like the floor is a trampoline. Sure. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems really fun. That's horrible that your friend got turned away. Yeah.
1: Um. So I would 125 say. 125 is insanely low. Right, well, I think it was. For children, right? And so we like they, children, but you know, whatever, right? So yeah, go try and hang and get your grip, just so you know that you can do it.
2: Yeah, and I, I definitely think like it, this isn't for the faint of heart. If you're scared of heights, I can't see how this would be an easy thing for you to do. It Would be impossible because I'm not even scared of heights, and yeah. this was I. I was fighting for my life up I there. literally
1: I have to shout out my mom for exposing us to all of these things when we were younger because yeah. it just made it seem like kind of commonplace to me like I knew that other people were like "Ooh, that's impressive or whatever but I was like to us like this is just you know like she was always down to skydive parasail that's trapeze, amazing you know like yeah
2: the skydiving thing still blows me away hell yeah because to me that's like an adrenaline junkie thing to do we didn't even tell
1: my dad Really, why he no, would have took upset. all of my siblings and I, yeah, <laughs> did he find out later? Yeah, we had we told him. We were like, guess what we did?" And he was like, "I hate you guys." No, he didn't say that, but um, he was like, <laughs> he was like, "Oh my God, you guys that's so stressful,
3: yeah, while
1: we're just talking about grip and testing it out, that was something that was really cool for me in the moment of right after I hurt my leg and we were trying to weigh out whether it was like I was down for the count or not. They put a little bar under my knees like remember I was like lying on the mat on the floor and Hal was like well let's see if like this hurts you if you put it in like the proper position Mm -hmm. and he like lifted the bar as like he like literally like held me
2: yeah up like a little popsicle
1: yeah it was crazy and so then I was able to feel like oh actually this doesn't strain and I can go back up Mm -hmm. so that was a very cool way to be able to tell like is your body like fucked or is it just yeah I hit it in a weird way
2: Back on that fucking horse. I did. I will always remember you this way. <laughs> like persevering through this class. No hesitation. Thanks. Just the, being strong for me. Yeah. Being the partner that I needed in that moment. I just, I thought highly of you before, but this really Thanks. put it over the top. Yeah. Thanks. It truly I, did. I do
1: think I'm my best self when I'm focusing on other people.
2: Yeah. I see that. You know? Yeah. And it it lifts you up, too. No Mm. pun.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) No pun. Is this a smash or a pass? Hard smash.
2: Yeah. I think we both walked away with the same general feeling of like, happy we did that. Yeah. Kind of was dreading it a little bit because the unknown is a little scary. Mm -hmm. But it's just such a self-esteem booster when you think like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. And it's not only was it totally fine, it was fun.
1: It was really fun. And again, the other people in the class like that adrenaline was really fun to like see kids going up and doing these amazing tricks moms going up and doing these amazing tricks. we also had um a couple that had just signed up for their first time they were wearing all the wrong clothes oh yeah wearing button downs and jeans and shit
2: the the girl the woman had a Loewe tote bag basket type thing Mm -hmm. i was like
1: damn that's how you show up to trapeze Shout class. out to Katya. <laughs> yeah, Katya. Yeah. You're stylish as fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was fun because everybody's at different levels, but it's so like just cheering each other on. You know, it's one (laughs) at a time. It's really fun, too, because there's a rotation. So you get to know everybody, like who goes before you, who goes after. And it just feels like a little team effort. And everyone's so proud of each other at the end.
2: I know. It was extremely supportive. Mm -hmm. It felt like we were at summer camp together.
1: Yeah. Um, So I highly recommend it for that reason. I also I wish that we had used their 24 hour promo uh, because they have uh, a catch and return promotion going on right now where you can get your second class at 50% off when you sign up within 24 hours of your first class. And you can register online at newyork.trapezeschool.com. I didn't do it in my 24 hours because I was so sore. You know, I am sore and bruised. And I was like, is life ever going to be okay? Like, I don't want to do this again. It
2: felt like too much pressure. Yeah. But that is a really, really good deal. Yeah. Because you
1: can sign up for the following week. I wish I had done it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I wish I did too. Whatever. Maybe in my next life
1: I'll become a trapeze artist. Thank you, Trapeze School New York. Um, We had the best, best, best time. Yes.
2: Guys, as many of you know, I've been on an alcohol-free journey. Please don't hold it against me that I just said journey, but I have. And one thing that I've really missed on this journey is Allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's code DST at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Now moving on to our Dear DST. Yay. Which I shall read. Dear DST, love the pod, going to jump straight into this. For context, I'm a 24-year-old temporarily living with my parents and love them both dearly. Oh, okay. (laughs) I feel like some shit's about to go down. (laughs) Just so you know, I love my parents. The issue... After listening to your Almond Mom episode, I started to feel like that was describing my relationship to my parents. Mm. For most of my life, they've set the tone of eat your fruits and veggies, be active in some way. However, they do not follow these standards themselves.
1: Ooh. Dun, dun,
2: dun. Okay. They have both suffered from various health issues that I believe could definitely be improved with eating more nutritiously and exercising more. I try to encourage them by sometimes preparing healthy and yummy meals they enjoy, but when it's just the two of them, they will always opt for easier and often nutritionally lacking meal options. I find myself getting frustrated that they won't put in the effort, and I can't help but feel like I'm being judgmental, which is not my intention. Oh my God, she's the almond daughter. You're the almond girl. (laughs) (laughs) I just love them so much and I want them to live their healthiest and happiest lives. How do I balance being sensitive with these topics when I feel like it's my role as their daughter to make sure they take care of themselves? Mm. All the thanks, almond daughter bitch.
1: Oh, okay. I don't think you're actually an almond daughter. I think a lot of people are very stressed about their parents' health.
2: Especially, I don't know how old your parents are, but there is this weird crossover period
1: where like- We start parenting them.
2: Well, we start parenting them, but also like suddenly we look up and we're like, wow, you're- old <laughs> like wow you you're having health issues yeah. like you think I, I at least for me like I thought of my parents as being in their low 40s until they were like 60 and I'm like damn yes, you're yes, a yes, senior yes. citizen yeah and then you feel like oh they took care of me my whole life so now I have to kind of pay them back but I will say they it really isn't your responsibility to make sure they mm-hmm. eat healthy they know what it means to get a nutritionally balanced diet. Yeah, they know. And, you know, they're the ones who, in theory, taught you all of that stuff. So if that's what they're choosing to do when they're alone, like, I don't think any amount of berating them or uh, lecturing them or saying, like, you should really eat this. I mean, let's take Cher Horowitz and Clueless, you know? I was just going to say. Daddy, you need your vitamin C. Yeah. He doesn't want to listen to his daughter. Like, I I just think with parents, it's... A lot of them are really stubborn and at a certain point you have to let go and let God and be like, okay, well, it really is up to them how they choose to eat. Yeah, But I do think it's great that when you spend time with them, you're you're putting in the extra effort to show them healthy meals that can also taste good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe some of that will, will rub off on them. Yeah. But I just think… I don't know, I I feel bad saying this, but I do sometimes think it's like a fruitless effort to try to parent your parents because they just get more stubborn as they age.
1: Right, so I'm having uh, the flip issue, kind of. Like everybody knows I've been living with my dad while I've been apartment hunting Mm -hmm. and it's hard. And one of the hard things about it is I will order food um, and he will come in, it's usually Chinese food or whatever, and he'll go, don't eat this crap bad for you you know like and he's saying it from a, a health perspective or whatever but I'm just like shut up like you don't even know how many decisions I go through to get that food here so like a shut up but b, in the morning he will have eaten it <laughs> so <laughs> so really he's like don't eat that shit cause I because because I'm it. going yeah literally and uh this morning even he just called me right before our recording and he was like hey like I ate your salad OK. And I was like, oh, that's great. And he's like, so you can get a new one. I'm like, F- fantastic.
2: What? No, you give me a new one.
1: <laughs> was um, it a salad you were like saving in the fridge for later? I expect anything I put in the fridge for later, he will eat.
2: Well, yeah. You know what? I agree with you, actually, because like you and this is kind of what I'm saying to this girl, like know who your parents are. Like, right. you,
1: you know, So keep, keep more stuff. And if you want them eating more healthy shit. Keep more healthy shit or stuff that you deem necessary for their diets
2: oh, yeah. in the house. You could actually try doing that. You could do a grocery run for them. Pick up some mainstays that you know that they like. Yeah. You know, treats, whatever, Oreos, I don't
1: care. Grilled vegetables. any,
2: but But like specific things that you know that they really, really like, mm-hmm. but also get a balance of other types of things, fruits, veggies, what have you, and kind of like... What I'm doing in my head right now is I'm kind of applying what people say about raising intuitive eaters mm-hmm. to your parents. Mm-hmm. And when people talk about raising intuitive eaters, they're talking about your children. Mm-hmm. But you could do the same thing with your parents, like include, you know, throw in some things that you think they might not go for, mm-hmm. but are actually nutritious and great for you. Um, and then check in a week later and see what they have consumed. Yeah. Maybe you'll be surprised.
1: Yeah. You know, but also don't think that you're the only person struggling with this thing. Like when my grandmother, like before she passed away, all of us were monitoring her sodium. Oh, really? Everybody, you know, and but at the end of the day, if she wants a hot dog, she's going to get one. And she's (laughs) Uh an adult, you know, and people are just trying to live their lives. So like, don't put the pressure too much on yourself, because at the end of the day, it is not your responsibility. No. You can just be there for them if they need your help.
2: Yeah. And um, I think there's a possibility that the way that your parents parented you have made you think that like that's the way that you need to now parent them now that they're aging. But you really don't have to. I mean, I'm basically reiterating what you said, but like it, it's not really up to you. It's just not.
1: Um, you can bring a horse to water, but you cannot make them drink. Thank you. However, if you have many pools for the horse to sample from, they might take a sip every now and you then. You know
2: what? Give the horse access
1: to the pond. To the pond.
2: Uh, and see what they do. And that's. Several ponds, I would several say. Several ponds. Yeah. And then check back in, see what the water level is. Mm hmm. See if they drink. If they didn't, guess what? You did all you can do. Mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't say like bring your parents to a dietician. No. No. And like that's that's just not. Also,
1: there's two of them and one of you. They're together. Mm-hmm. They're going to feed off of each other's habits no matter what.
2: Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. And, and that's how people like fall into unhealthy habits later. Yeah. Um, because... People get stuck in their ways as they age, but then also imagine being married to the same person for Mm -hmm. 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. You both get stuck in your ways and you get stuck in each other's ways. Mm -hmm.
1: And how annoying is it to like pick what you're going to have for dinner every night? Like they've been doing this for the past like 40 years together. Mm -hmm. They probably are doing low effort options when you're not there because they're just like, I'm tired. Yeah. You know?
2: The last thing I will say is that if they have specific health issues that they've told you about, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, a high cholesterol or something like that, you can certainly, when you see them, make little suggestions. Or like when you do your grocery run, you could control that part of it. Yeah. But once again, that's not going to stop them from ordering in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically what I'm saying is, do everything you can do. Don't stress out about the stuff that you can't do.
1: Also, have them pay for groceries with you or like split them together. Be like, I'm doing the shop for the family, you know, give me a little bit of funds. Thank that you way for they, that financial can, advice. <laughs> no, but that way they can like share in the food without any you feeling like you're, you're supporting them, you're supporting them yeah, and yeah. you're trying so hard, like you might start to feel um, resentful if,
2: yeah, if, if not are buying
1: them all this stuff and it's going to waste or whatever.
2: Yeah, we definitely don't want that.
1: Also, here's the other thing is like to be an almond parent or daughter or whatever, it's, it's way more than just being like, I wish you had healthier stuff in your diet. It's being like, I'm taking you shopping and not being nice to you. You know, like <laughs> you're not taking your parents shopping and being like, Ugh, just lose weight so I can buy you better clothes. You know, it's right. There's way more psychological stuff about being an almond parent or an almond daughter, right? Like you're not that.
2: I, I mean, I do think it's
1: cute that she's calling herself an almond daughter. Totally. I mean, I, I said it too, like as a joke initially.
2: Yeah, but, but I, I know what you mean because you to be a true almond daughter, you would need to be like shaming your parents Literally, for the things that looking you're them up
1: and down, being like,
2: and that's really right, and that's an, a really important distinction because. I think there is a very clear difference between being concerned for someone's health yeah. and being like, I would be more comfortable with We if you all ate.
1: want people we love to be healthy.
2: Yeah. hundred percent.
1: To be at their best health and take care of themselves and stuff. But, but it's like at a certain point it becomes
2: toxic and that's what we definitely don't want to do right. to our kids or, or to parents. our parents.
1: Yeah. You're but I am to be clear I don't think that she is sneering at them or like Doing the stuff that certain almond moms... And and I have also, I think there are people who have written into us being like, I'm not an almond mom. I just want them to be healthy. I'm like, you could very well not be. Yeah. Well, actually, there was one
2: person who wrote in and said, I am an almond mom and I am offended. And to that woman, I would say, I think you might be confused as to what almond mom actually means. Right. Because... I don't know. I just think a true almond mom would never call themselves an almond mom.
1: Right. It's a, like admitting like I'm horrible. To right. My child.
2: <laughs> I'm a horrible mother.
1: The, the language I use is abusive. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I just don't think like you can be a health nut. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. And not be an almond mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And th- I mean, that's all the advice that I have for you. Almond daughter Betch. Thank you for writing in. Send us an update. If you if you try this little grocery hack, I don't know how effective it'll be, but definitely follow up and let us know.
1: Yeah. The most effective it should be is to get you to stop worrying about it so much. Like yeah. we know it is a really worrisome thing, but take care of yourself first.
2: Yeah. And that's always the advice we give is mm-hmm. like you do need to look out for yourself first. Mm-hmm. And It can't be the healthiest thing to be worried about other people's health constantly. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: At a certain point, you got to let go and let God.
1: But let us know. You guys, that's it for today's episode. Be sure to send your questions to DST at Betches.com to get them answered.
2: Follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. And if you like this episode, please write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And of course, follow me at Lubination.
1: Follow me at Remy Casimir. And of course, we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge morales Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow
2: Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.